Hey, it's Melissa Moore. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning for Mile High Magazine. Looking forward to today and looking forward to learning more about Colorado Preservation, Inc. And we've got on the phone with us today the Executive Director, Jennifer Origo-Charles. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Well, my pleasure. And Colorado Preservation, Inc., located here in Colorado, nonprofit. That's correct. Yeah, we're a statewide nonprofit organization dedicated to helping save places throughout the state. Talk to me a little bit about saving places. What do you mean by that? Sure. Well, you know, saving places is kind of broadly what we're referring to our our conference that we have annually every year. But the the theme of it, saving places, certainly encompasses everything that we do at Colorado Preservation. You know, um, historic preservation is a term that um, is kind of out there for um, communities that have uh, places of heritage or historic buildings or things like that that they'd like preserved. Um, a lot of times people hear historic preservation and, and it's really like, well, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about saving place. And it's all about the people um, that kind of contribute to the stories that make these places worthwhile for not only today, but the future. And it has great stories of our past as Colorado as a state and how we've evolved over time. So, you know, every year we have this conference. This is going to be the first year that we're having it in Boulder, which is kind of exciting. We've tended to just be in the the Denver metro area. And so mm-hmm. February 8th through the 10th, we will be at the Embassy Suites in Boulder. Um, and really, this conference is all about uh, all about place, all about heritage, all about Colorado and history. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to get a lot of individuals within um, the fields of preservation, but also those that are just interested in the history of Colorado and want to learn more about their their state, or maybe, you know, an individual has a historic building that they'd like to get preserved. Um, this is a conference where you can learn all about, um, you know, what funding's available, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the stories, and, and a great place to network and, and meet like, like-minded individuals. So you said it's coming up here in February, the 8th through the 10th, uh, and it's open to the public. People can register and go. Exactly. Yeah, it's open for professionals as well as the public. Uh, You know, we know February can be a difficult time to travel. So this is the first year that we're also going to live stream the conference. So if you want to sit back at home and and just access some of the content that's available to you as well. And all of the content will be available uh, up to about six months after the conference. So if those dates are a little bit tricky, you can still sign up and uh, still get the great content that'll be there. Okay. And what is the theme this year to your conference? You know, every year we've kind of built on uh, the themes from the years before. So we've talked about, you know, what's the next generation of preservation? What are the underrepresented stories of preservation? This year, we're going to take it back to our roots, back to the core, you know, and, and, and we kind of encapsulate that with the theme closer to the heart. So really, the foundation of, of preservation, it's all about people. It's all about place. It's all about community. So we're really going to be looking to hear from, um, you know, some of the funders, the the organizations and the individuals that are mm-hmm. working on the ground level to save some of these places that we all know and love. But also looking at, um, you know, the, the future of preservation and, um, you know, how can we continue to adapt to make sure these places have a meaningful place um, in our state as we advance forward. So Colorado Preservation, Inc., uh, you're obviously representing places all throughout our state. How does the process work when someone's like, man, I think I have a historic building. I want to make sure it's protected. Then what happens next? 
Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we've got so many incredible places um, that, you know, people, I, I'm sure, have different stories of, of ways that they've interacted with places of heritage. Um, and, and while, you know, we certainly can't save everything that's old or historic, our organization really looks to the public to help us identify those places that have um extra importance or extra worth um, on their level. And so, you know, everything from, as you mentioned, you know, if you have a historic building and you want to get it listed on the state or national register, that's certainly a step that you can do. Um, You know, there's also in Colorado, we're very fortunate to have the State Historical Fund, which has grant funds available Mm -hmm. for projects that involve historic projects. So, um, you know, there's there's grant funds available that are out there that our organization can um, help the public with. We also have a program called Colorado's Most Endangered Places, where the public directly nominates to us a place that's threatened in some way that um, is too important to lose. So that can be everything from, you know, a, a demolition threat to a building that's just been standing on the landscape for you know, maybe 20 years vacant with no use. Um, you know, our organization kind of takes a look at the nominations that come through in the given year and decide if there are a few projects that we can move forward and directly help to save. And so those are announced every year at our Saving Places conference. Um, so, you know, if you decide to attend, you'll see the new places that we're moving forward with this next year. All right. So you talked about Colorado's most endangered places and that you announced it at the conference. You were just saying that. Um, so I take it you're going to be announcing it. Can you give us a sneak peek at all? Uh, what's going to be announced this year? Well, I can't give you quite a sneak peek, but I can tell you a little bit about the program, what we've listed in the past. You know, as I said, we, we really rely on the public to tell us of some of these great places that might be threatened that we're not aware of. And, you know, once we select what places we want to move forward with, we work with CBS4 and they put together the little stories of these places because uh, you probably know, Melissa, as much as I, you know, you can read about why a place is important and what its history is and the names and dates. But once you're out there and you're in the middle of, um, you know, of these places and hear from the local community on why it's important and why they want to save it, and you see those historic photographs and see what it is today, that really is kind of the heart and soul of of why we do this and and the impact that it can have moving forward. So um, we actually have CBS, they show those announcements at the conference, and then they put it part of a 30-minute special that they do, Mm -hmm. usually, um, you know, in March or April that they um, show showcase across the state. Well, tell me some of the past, um, the past, I don't want to say winners, but the past uh, establishments that made it onto that list. Yeah, exactly. Well, like you said, you know, you, you never want to find yourself in a position where you have a place that's uh, threatened in some way. Right. But, you know, uh, once listed with the program, one of the great things that happens is there's a lot of publicity and attention that gets generated to some of these places. So over, you know, over the past 25 years since we've had this program, we've listed over 130 places, um, you know, everything from historic mining plants to um, the mines themselves to old theaters. There's a great theater in Victor, Colorado that we're working with, Um, you know, places of worship, places of entertainment. We even had a historic um, apple orchard that um, had most of the trees had had died, but there were a few that were still standing. And there was a group from Montezuma County 
that actually kind of came in and worked with the private property owner and actually started grafting mm-hmm. some of the trees before it was too late. And the idea is to take this orchard filled with, um, you know, mostly dead at this point trees and turn it into that next generation to kind of support these heirloom varieties that are, are found throughout Colorado. So just really interesting places, you know, and, and they're not places that are just for the local community. You know, really, these are places that can be seen and experienced from anybody listening in today to, you know, people that are working directly in those communities. So if you go on our website, we have a complete list and we even kind of have a little roadmap where you can take a little heritage tour of the state and pick a community or a region and, you know, get in your car and see some of these places and maybe, you know, stop at a historic diner for lunch and, Mm -hmm. you know, see a movie that evening in one of the historic theaters. It's a great way to really experience and feel Colorado for what it is and what makes our state so unique. Yeah, that is such, I love that idea. What is the website for folks that want to go check that out? ColoradoPreservation.org. And you'll see information on our endangered places. You know, you can access some of those stories. We still have them um, uh, from CBS that you can play directly off our website, or you can kind of register for the conference for that from that link as well. And one of the unique things that we're doing um, this year with the conference is we're having a a kind of part two. So we've got the first three-day installment that's in February in Boulder. But then this summer, we're encouraging people to join us August 25th and 26th. We're going to be headed to La Junta. And, you know, this is kind of a great way to not only, you know, get some content about the local community, but there are going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes unique tours that, you know, by the end of those two days, you're really going to have a great feel for La Junta, the community, and everything, the the history and heritage that they have to offer. So that's open to the public as well. You know, anyone that's interested um, can, can join. And it's a great way for kind of a heritage tourism as well as uh, learning more about the, the communities that are all around you. I know. I was going to say, what a fun summertime. So how do you find out about these endangered places that make it onto the list? Like I said, you know, a lot of it comes from the public. You know, we're obviously working with a lot of projects ourselves um, out there in communities. So there are some that we're already familiar with. But a lot of times we we really want um, the individuals that are in these places to to let us know of um, of what they have, especially if it's threatened. You know, it's with all the development pressures that we have in Colorado, there's different regions of the state that have different pressures and you know, certainly um, development is a big threat as well as, you know, um, kind of abandonment and neglect. Mm-hmm. There are so many great places that, um, you know, have just kind of stood on the landscape for years. And, and maybe now is the time for them to have their their next uh, incorporation where they're serving the needs of the, the future generation. Well, and obviously all of this takes a lot of work, but a lot of money, too. Where does the money come to do these projects? Like I mentioned, we're incredibly fortunate in Colorado. We're one of just a few states that has um, a a pot of funds, essentially, that can support preservation projects through grants. And that's known as History Colorado State Historical Fund. And essentially, the three gambling communities that are are considered historic, um, Blackhawk, Cripple Creek and Central City, a portion of the gambling proceeds goes into this pot of funds, which, um, you know, varies year to year, but it tends to be, you know, between five and nine million 
um, that's set aside for preservation. So um, that's open for for private property owners, nonprofit organizations. And this year, we're um, incredibly pleased to announce um, a kind of a sub-grant program that our organization is going to be able to give some money away thanks to the um, Paul Bruin um, Preservation Revitalization Grant through the National Park Service. Uh, we're going to have about 600000 that we can give away in subgrants to property owners, um, you know, municipalities, organizations that have historic buildings that are either listed on the National Register, mm-hmm. eligible for the National Register, or contributing to a historic district. So um, lots of great rural communities, you know, um, communities like Leadville, Victor, Lake City. Um, if you have a historic building um, within that Main Street or that National um, Historic District, you could be eligible. So I would encourage you to come to our website and, um, you know, let us know if you have a project and you want to know more. Right. I was going to say, is it an application process? Is that how that works? It is. Yeah. And um, so it's going to open up with the conference in February and then we'll be awarding the funds throughout the year. And then um, they'll have three years to complete the project. Oh, okay, okay. And once again, that conference is coming up here in Boulder in just a few weeks, uh, February 8th through the 10th. And the website is coloradopreservation.org. And obviously, I can tell you are passionate about what you do. How did you get involved? You know, I think it started with just that foundation. You know, I came from a family that really appreciated history and heritage. And so we grew up, you know, stopping at all the the little signs along the way. And that kind of evolved into, you know, really appreciating some of the neglected places Mm -hmm. of interest in in my career. And, And then I ended up coming to Colorado about 13 years ago and Um, was able to be part of this amazing organization, Colorado Preservation. And I would say, you know, if you're an individual that loves history and heritage or you have a historic building and you want to know more, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities. You know, we go on site every summer to one of our listed endangered places and we have people work directly um, with a project. So you don't need a lot of experience, but mm-hmm. if you're interested in, in getting to know Colorado in a different way, I would say uh, check us out. And uh, there's lots of different ways for you to get involved. How fun. I didn't even think about the volunteer aspect. Yeah, yeah. We, we have, like I said, they're called weekend workshops. And uh, every summer we pick one to two locations and we bring everybody out on site. And, you know, we've done everything from repairing roofs to um, just kind of closing up a building to the elements and, and uh, making sure all the windows and things are boarded up to buy it some more time. Um, just all kinds of different projects, but it's a great way to get, you know, one-on-one involved with the place. And right. uh, we, we usually have everyone from the local community join us as well. Very cool. And for folks that do want to get involved in those volunteer opportunities, um, what do they do? Well, I would say uh, go to our website, but you can contact me directly um, at, at coloradopreservation.org, uh, Jennifer Rigo Charles. I, I, I can't give the email address, but it is kind of long, but um, <laughs> it's J. Origo Charles at Colorado, spelled out, preservation.org. All right. Well, the executive director, Colorado Preservation, Jennifer Origo Charles, thank you so much for your time today. I'm Melissa Moore. It's Mile High Magazine. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. Go out, have a blessed day, and be kind to everyone.